may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Ryan March's working ankle A flatter view from the ninny this week as Cardiff fall to their first defeat of the championship season with a 2-1 loss at Reading. The worst stadium in the world hosted Cardiff's second championship game of the season where we fell apart in front of a lacklustre crowd at the Select Car Leasing Stadium. I'm joined as always by Tom Phillips and Ben Price. Ben, how are you doing? Not too bad, mate, yourself? I've got a bit of a fuzzy head from yesterday, but not too bad, can't complain. Uh, Tom Phillips, how are you? Very well, thank you, very well. Um, how was your trip to Reading? Would you describe it as uh, as exciting as mine? Uh, yeah, it was an awful was the same, day. I was expecting it. It's exactly the same here. We were with each other. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> it's just, you know it's going to be a shit away trip, Reading. And you're just hoping there's a decent result at the end of it to kind of make it a little bit better. But nope, Cardiff took that away from us as well. So yeah, uh, an average day all round. I think it's the ground I've been to the most for away days because... It's close to Cardiff, it's close to London, so wherever you are, you can get to it quite quickly. And I think I've seen us win there once, and that was last season. I've seen us draw in the FA Cup, lose 3-0 in the league, I think draw 0-0 in the league, obviously lost yesterday. I think there's another trip in there that I saw us draw, draw in. I just like, I don't know why I keep going there. It's because it's close, I suppose. I've been twice. It's been uh, Each time I've been, it's been the coldest I've been. Yeah, the, the first time I went, it was the coldest ground I've ever been to. It was yeah. freezing. Boiling yesterday. Yeah, it was boiling. Um, but either way, it looks like their fans are staying away this year. So unlucky Reading. Um, they're probably the right place to start, Ben, is the fact that we lost yesterday. But it was a bright start. I mean, when was the last time you can remember scoring a goal in the first five minutes of a game? Or even turning up in the first five minutes of the game? Yeah, it was it was a change from last season. Um, we looked really good. We probably could have got another then not long after. Yeah. It was a really, really encouraging start. I sort of sat back and chatting to the missus while watching the stream going. Ah, we'll win this comfortably. These are going to be one of the worst sides in the league. We've got no issues here. We can really start enjoying the season. And then it all went to shit. It did all go to shit. Tom, the goal, uh, did you imagine uh, Callum O'Dowd's first goal would come with his head? No, to be fair. Um, But the good movement from him is nicely worked all, to be fair. Um, And like like Ben said as well, I got very cocky when we went one up. Yeah, so did I. I was convinced it was going to be 3-4-0. Um, and I thought we were decent for the first probably 20 minutes of that game. Um, but then, yeah, like, like Ben said, it, it just fell apart, didn't it? It was just, um, they worked us out. We, we had nothing. We offered ve- like nothing going forward. And then we were just a bit of a shamble to the back at times as well. Um, but yeah, it was a poor, poor game of football. Before we really delve into the negatives, Ben, I think we can say, we still controlled the game largely, possession-wise, passes-wise. We had most of the ball. Um, we, we we kept that kind of ethos going of, of not trying to go too direct too quickly. But we just didn't create anything, did we, going forward, as Tom says? No, it was a tough game for any striker. And he could have stuck Haaland in there after his performance today and he just struggled to get a goal. Um, yeah, just nothing really went through the midfield did it it sort of just stopped it seemed to bypass oh yeah it stopped or bypassed the midfield we they didn't really have a handle on the game did they no we there was a couple of bits sort of just before Reading got their second goal I thought oh we're starting to get back into this we're starting to find the patterns of play that we were doing at the Norwich game the ball wasn't pinging about for the first time all game and it was looking good um so it was, it was like it I think I saw I'm more frustrated than I'm disappointed in this result because you can see that there's still improvements. And we spoke a lot about last week about there being like ups and downs. It's going to be very stop-start. And today, uh, yesterday, sorry, summarised that, like summed it up beautifully. But you could just see what we were trying to do. It was just worryingly how easy on an off day we all worked out and it stopped. Yeah, it was very one-dimensional. Tom, we talk about the goal. Um, The first goal obviously was a penalty, but the incident leading up to the penalty, it was... A bad goal to concede, wasn't it? Firstly, Keeper misses his header. Looks like he completely misjudges it, but there is a hint of a push from Shane Long. Do you think he was fouled or do you think it was just bad timing from him? I think it's bad timing. We saw this at Swindon pre-season as well um, and he got away with it. I think it was from uh, a ball out wide where he jumps and gets nowhere near the ball. Um, and he, from what I've seen so far, he hasn't been the most convincing in the air. I don't know if that'll improve if there's a bit more game time, but... It is a bit of a worry, to be honest with you. Um, 
but he's he's just a little bit erratic, isn't he, at times, Keith Bray? Well, I, th- I, I think the West Brom fans said we were signing a player who is a very good defender and very good on the ball, but has a mistake in him. And yesterday, he probably made two mistakes. Yeah, and he loves like marauding up the field and being completely out of position at times as well. Like it's great having intent, you know, and getting forward, but sometimes you just need a little bit more discipline. Um, hopefully, there's something he can work on as the, you know he gets used to the system, get used to the new players and stuff. But I think he needs to improve over the next five to ten games if if we're gonna have a shot of being in the top half of the table. Because yeah, we looked very very ropey at times. Then the goal came from, um, I think it was Tom Ince, uh, Daddy's boy, as we were chanting in the stadium about him. Uh, he got on the ball, took it past the keeper and, and Curtis, Curtis Nelson caught up to him and just gave him a little tug around the neck and pulled him down. Um, there's some debate over whether it was a red or a yellow card. He got a yellow, he stayed on the pitch, but do you think he was lucky? Yeah, he was very, very lucky to stay on the pitch. Um, I'm not sure what the ref, well, the referee, I think he came out and said he thought he didn't, he wasn't, he didn't have a clear line of sight on yeah. goal. And I don't believe that for a second. It was, um, yeah, we were lucky not to have two players sent off in two, in two games. He um, should have gone. If that was us, we'd still be raging about it now, no matter the result. Yeah, I think, yeah, the referee basically, the, the referee basically said that he, um, yeah, he was going wide and didn't have um, a, a straight shot on goal. So that's why he didn't get sent off. But um, it was an obvious red card for me as well. Um, I think... The penalty was okay, wasn't it, Tom? It was a put it hard and low to Allsop's left. He almost got close to it. Um, it's a shame, really, because at that point it kind of changed the direction of the game, didn't it? Oh, it, it massively changed the, the momentum. I think after that point, I thought Reading was significantly better than us. Uh, yeah. I know we had a bit more possession and stuff at times, but when they went forward, there was intent. Um, they looked dangerous when they had the ball, where we didn't look dangerous at all. Um, and I, I, th- I think they were the they were good value for the win in the end. Um, you can see that they're a poor side and we, we just made them look much, much better than they are. And I think that's the most frustrating thing. You know, you get a result against Norwich, you go 1-0 yeah. up as well against a team who would tip to be down the bottom, absolutely ravaged by injuries as well. And you let that slip and lose 2-1. It, it, it's like, it's just like, like Ben said, it's not disappointing, it's just frustrating. I think we, sh- we shouldn't be losing that game from that position, especially when we started so well. But we just look completely devoid of ideas. And I think... I think that's the worrying thing, right? We've changed our style of play. If we do get sussed out, what are we going to do? Because they completely quelled us. They're like, there's nothing. We, we had no answer. We were nullified in the second half, weren't we? Complete, completely. So it'd be interesting to see if we're able to change up our tactics in, in games where we need to go chasing um, or we need to consolidate a lead. It'd be interesting to see how we play. Ben, let's talk about the second goal. Um <sighs> I've watched it back a few times and I'm still struggling to see whose fault it is because it could be any number of players at fault. Um, midfield goes missing completely. Um, Riles, Wintle are caught kind of napping. They're chasing the game back. Our defence don't get out quick enough. There are two players from Reading in acres of space. And you've got to credit Tom Ince for the strike, but he doesn't score that if we're quicker to close him down. He doesn't score that if the midfield are quicker to track back. No, it feels like deja vu to last season, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it the exact very kind of... Cardiff City. Oh, it's the exact kind of goal we'd have conceded last year with that other midfield. The one thing we sort of gave credit for for last season was how the whole thing wasn't static. Have you just got an ice cream? I've just been handed an ice cream. Carry on, as you were. <laughs> no, I am so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> actually, the comes round now. So off-putting watching you look at Mr. Whitney. I'll turn the, ca- I'll turn the camera off. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on, Ben. Oh, I'm gone now. But yeah... Um, yeah, it's just felt very much back to that sort of thing. A very static midfield, a very static defence, and a mm-hmm. lot of panicking just gave Redden an easy shot. It was a hell of a goal, to be fair. I think it was a, it was a lovely strike. strike. I, I didn't see him hitting it that well, because I, th- I still think he's a dreadful footballer, but um, and an even worse person. But just, Christ, yeah, it was just frustrating. It was not, It was sort of reassuring after the confidence of last week and the buzz we had from that to go back to it, I think, I'm guessing it was you, Ben, that tweeted Cardiff City confirmed yeah. when that going in. Um, I, don't, I don't know what hubris came over me in the first half where I said Cardiff City or Real Madrid. And then I was quite happy to correct the record in the second half with Cardiff City confirmed. Um, yeah, and I mean, Tom, the amount of stick we gave Tom Ince in the ground yesterday, the amount of stick we've given him over the years, because he has become a bit of a hate figure for us. Um, it had to be him who had the decisive impact on the game with winning the penalty and scoring the winner. 
Yeah, it felt so inevitable, didn't it? And it, it, like, just don't give him that space. Like we could see it from the other end of the pitch. It's like he's got you. Just you knew it was coming. It's mm-hmm. like as soon as like that ball was at his feet in that amount of space, it was like he's going to score this. You know, we've been trying to rattle him all game, and he ended up rattling us. So and yeah, he rattled that ball into the back of the net, didn't he? He, he did. He did indeed. <laughs> um, but no, it's hugely, hugely frustrating game all around. To be honest, I, I, I tried to look for positives in it, but I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing many. All right, let's try and get one positive out of it before we talk about some more of the negatives. Ben, it was a nice third kit. Yeah, um, I prefer it to the away kit, definitely. Um, apart from when watching a stream of the game, whoever decided that a white-ish off-pink sort of light kit against Reddin's white and blue kit would be a good idea when you've got like a darker grey kit can wear that would really stand out really doesn't make sense to me. But whoever decided that needs shooting. But yeah, it's lovely. It's, it is a nice kit. Um, Miss is a big fan of it. She wasn't too big on the home shirt. She really likes the third kit, so she probably ended up getting that. So happy days. And it comes in women's sizes. It does. I, that's, I still think that's a really nice touch in it. Yeah, amount, that's a positive. Yeah, another positive there. It's fairly priced. They're not stupidly expensive. I think it's expensive at 55 quid. But for a football, yeah, but compared to you sort of see like, Liverpool's st- like standard kit this year, 70 quid. Mm-hmm. So look at that. The only thing I will say is it's still got the heat press badge on it, which I really don't like. Yeah, I think that's just going to be a factor of a feature of football shirts in the future, isn't it? Because they're trying to cut corners and I mean embroidered badges probably cost more money. Yeah. Well, you see like Castor, don't they do like the plasticky badges for like Villa and stuff? They look they look all right. Yeah, but Castor make red uh, Rangers' kit and we don't want that. Uh, yeah, true. Um Tom, back to a negative. Um, I think we're going to have to talk about him. Uh, it's your man up front, Max Waters. Um, runs a lot, makes runs, but for whatever reason, we don't seem to find him with those runs. He looked frustrated when he came off, and I understand it because I do feel an element of sorry for him, but um, it's just not working out at the moment, is it? No, and he, he was a frustrated figure leaving the pitch as well. Like, he, he was not happy at all. Um, and yeah, I do feel sorry for him because we give him absolutely zero service all game. Um, and you know it's all right running around and stuff. If you're not getting the ball to him, then he's going to be ineffective. And then it is really off-putting watching a man get soft serve ice cream stuck in his moustache and dribbling down his chin. <laughs> but no, I think yeah, what is yeah, he was completely ineffective. And then to make it worse, Mark Harris comes on and outruns him as well. So he, he didn't even have that in his locker by the end of the game. So I think if it carries on like that, it's going to be a tough, tough season for him. Ben, do you feel sorry for Waters in the sense that he ran hard, we didn't really get him on the ball, as Tom said, there was very limited service to him. Harris comes on, and the first thing we do is play the ball into Harris's feet and actually bring him into the game. If you're Waters, are you sat on the bench frustrated, or is it just we're playing a different way because Harris is on? I think he's frustrated anyway, isn't he? Um, that whole, the last two games he's played, he's been ineffective, but it's not. They ha- it hasn't really been his fault. He sort of made the movements. He's tried getting into spaces. But he doesn't do it in a way that sort of people notice. He's very, he's not gut busting sprints all the time. He's just looking for that pocket of space and sort of he he moves very differently to Harris. And I think that's probably why Harris got the ball to his feet straight away, whereas Waters didn't. It's because Harris comes looking for the ball a bit more. Waters wants the ball played to him, which is they're, they're different strikers for different roles. I think, and I think it was the right call to make the change when he did. To be honest, because it just oh, wasn't happening. I agree. It wasn't happening for Waters that day. He could be out there now. And still wouldn't have had a chance the way it was going. I haven't looked at the stats, but I wonder how many touches on the ball he actually got because it felt very little, Tom. I don't know if you've... Uh, is it, this is me padding while I try and find the stats. I don't know if you counted how many touches he had on the ball. Probably enough, I didn't count, no. <laughs> Sorry. If you can let me know before the game next time, I'll see what I can do. I don't think it'd be that uh, difficult. So but... in 52 minutes of football, he had 12 touches. Um which isn't a lot, is it? Um, and let me see if it tells me how many Harris had in the time that Harris came on. In 38 minutes, Harris had eight touches. So a similar sort of ratio, really. Yeah, I think just at the end of the game, it just, I don't know, you focus more on it. It, it felt like Harris had more of the ball just because we had a little bit more intent because we were chasing the game. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, but yeah, it was a poor show in attacking-wise. You know, apart from that early goal, we offered nothing. 
Well, we'll talk about the the, the kind of striker question in a bit because obviously we saw Etete again yesterday. Um, but Ben, was there any feedback? I mean, the guys from BBC Radio Berkshire are probably listening. They're huge fans of the pod. Um, any feedback on their commentary that you were talking about? It was just horrific. I, I take back any complaints I have about the Cardiff City commentary because I, I swear it was just when the way they went on about Nelson not getting sent off. I was it was so partial. I was expecting to say, "Give him a red card, you shit." It was just mental how much they bleated on about it but made it in such just horrific like jokes they were the slightly faded washed out pink they were running all game with the joke that oh so the kit man's getting sacked in the morning he left a red sock in with the whitewash just dickheads didn't know the name <laughs> didn't, didn't know the rules of the games just absolute knobheads let's call it as it is just horrific oh, Cardiff well. City well, I apologise for any complaints I've made in the past there we go see Something positive out of this. We've made you appreciate what we've got here at Cardiff City. Um, the listeners will be pleased to know that our ice cream's finished. So um, you don't have to watch me eat a soft serve ice cream anymore. <laughs> it was delicious. An ice cream van has come around our street uh, consistently for the last few weeks. And every time it comes, we're like, yeah, we'll have an ice cream, please. Um, so that's just, that's the little treat I'm having at the moment. You know, it's the world's you know appreciate place though, at the moment. That's what I don't get. What's that, sorry? No flake. It's because I'm doing a podcast, Ben. Eating the flake would have been quite difficult. <laughs> Eating a normal ice cream is quite easy when we're doing a podcast. Um, anyway, anyway, moving on to the next port of call, which is the striker question, Tom. Um, we saw all three of probably our main strikers yesterday. Water started, Harris and Atete came on. Um, obviously, Atete's debut. Harris, we know quite well. Um, I mean, the, the first the first probably thing to talk about is Atete. We haven't really talked about him so far. Um he looked good when he came on, didn't he? He looked willing to get near the ball. He was dangerous in the air. He was trying to win things. He looked like he was willing to kind of battle for the cause. He looked good, didn't he? He looked all right, yeah. Like, there's not much to judge because we were so poor. But he did put himself about. You can see he's got a bit of quality about him. Um, I think I'd be tempted to start him now in the cup in the week as well, mm-hmm. give, him a, give him a bit of a run out. Um, but he looks like he's got that little bit of quality that Harris and Waters don't seem to have, you know, he... It seems a little bit more instinctive. And like from that highlights reel that everyone was circulating, you know, he's got, you know, he's got a finish in him as well. He's he's calm when he's in front of goal, but he's also quite unselfish as well. You saw a couple of assists in that package where he's probably he's got his head up, he's squared it when he's in the box mm. and stuff. So yeah, mm. I'm excited to see a bit more of him because we're crying out for a goal <clears throat> scorer. Um, I guess the question, Ben, is who loses out from that trio? Um, and if if we're signing somebody else, there's still that kind of belief that they want a, a striker in on loan, someone a bit more experienced to kind of supplement things up top. If we sign someone else, obviously that means probably two players will potentially move um, drop out completely. But at the moment, for me, it looks like Waters is going to be the one who loses out from this. Um, you know, two games in, no goals. He hasn't really got on the ball, whereas Atete feels like more of our starting striker with Harris backing him up. Is that something that you see or do, do you think Waters could still stake a claim? I think they're different players for different different scenarios. Um, I think we're more likely when uh, Tete settles in to be, you'll see what has come off the bench more, sort of what Mark Harris has done. And hopefully that means then Harris is going to be pushed out wide where I think he is a better, more effective player on the wing. So, but yeah, I think from the starting 11 from this weekend's game, I think it is Waters that will drop out of the squad long term. It's a shame, isn't it? I think he's shown something in pre-season. Like he, it, we seem to play differently, obviously, to him in pre-season, Tom. And I appreciate we're playing worse opposition, so therefore that you know we can play a bit more freely. But it just hasn't worked in these first two games. Yeah, but I think, like you said, we've seen flashes of it in pre-season. To be honest with you, I, I, I'd rather Harris drop out than Waters. I think there's more to come from Waters. Where I think there isn't anything more to Mark Harris. We know, we know what he's about. He lacks that bit of quality. You know, he, he fluffs his lines a few times. Yeah, it's intensity there. But to be honest with you, if if he wasn't Welsh, I think a lot of us would have lost patience with him already. I think if we sold him, I wouldn't be too disappointed. It's a pity, but I, I just I just don't think he's that good. Um, but I don't know. He's, he's been in the Welsh setup, you know. He, he keeps being picked. They, they must see something, but I'm yet to see it from him. I, I'm, I'm really, really not convinced by Mark Harris. Do you think Ben that Mark, you know, Mark Harris is one of those players who just drops in and out of the team. You know, he he gets a call up, he drops back out, he comes in, he drops back out, he comes off the bench, drops back out. You know, against Liverpool, he showed how dangerous he could be in the cup, right? He was very tricky in the box, should have had that penalty, all that kind of stuff. 
do you think he could he deserves a run of games or do you think we just he is just a a kind of bit part player yeah i think he's just he's your classic championship squad player isn't he he's the kind of player that will thrive in league one and is decent enough backup in the championship he's never going to be a player that pulls up trees and probably gets 20 goals a season but he mm-hmm. does a job um I don't. I think he knows that's his role as well. He's more established in that role and is comfortable with it. It's just is what it is for him. Um, I don't think he'll ever be. He's ever going to be a regular starter for Cardiff. Never. I don't see it. I don't think he's got. Is he twenty three now? Twenty three, twenty four now. Yeah, I, t- I. I see. You know, he's he's been out on loan. He's come back in, and I think almost. And I. I don't want to be too harsh on him because I do really like Mark Harris. I think he's like I said, he's industrious. He's great, but. Um, he's got you know great great runner. He you know gives people problems, all that kind of stuff. But it almost felt like he came back in when we were just a bit short in the team and we had no one else to fill it. So Harris came back. He'd been out on loan. He got thrust in almost because he was the only player who could. And he's taken his chance because he has scored a few and he looks quite good and he, he's made a name for himself in that squad. But I wonder what happens next for him, Tom. Do you know you know where, where does Harris go after this? I don't know. I I, I really I. I... He is just a squad player. I just, I, I'm not, I'm just not convinced by him at all. I, I don't really see what he offers us now. I think I don't think he would tear it up in League One. To be honest with you, I just, I'm, I just don't think he's a goal scorer, and that's what we need right now. So I, I just don't see how he fits. Do you, do you know what it's going to sound? This is going to sound really weird because I don't, because I don't think he's quite top Championship level. But I think he do all right in, in the Premier League. Because he just needs that bit more time on the ball at times. He rush when he rushes it, things get a bit muddled for him. He's either got to be really instinctive or have that bit of time, bit of just like to pick out the pass. Um, he, he might do all right. Like if you looked at someone like Forrest, he probably hasn't got the pace to sort of be a regular player there. But I think he'd be not too bad um, just on the ball a bit more. It's a difficult one. It's why he did so well for Wales when he comes on. Yeah, it's a bit more time yeah. on the ball. He's a really strange player, but I think we're. He's more valuable to us keeping him than he is if we sold him. We looked cash on him because I don't think we get much for him. Yeah. That might be the most audacious shout of the week, though. Mark Harris could in the Premier League, Ben. I, I, I don't. I feel like people might pick up on that. That's going to get clipped, I know, but it's. Not, I don't mean like he's going to. He. No, no, you said it now. Know. You don't get to. You don't get to walk it back. There's bollocks as well, Ben. You know it. Come on. Yeah, Mark, Mark really... Harris for Arsenal is what I. I heard. just think he'd be better. I, just, no, I think he's better in a league with like a bit more time on the ball. I think that you're not hustled and sort of chased down so much, which is why I think he does well in international football. Perhaps saying he's good enough for the Premier League is a bit extreme. Yeah, Ooh, he's walking <laughs> it back. He's walking it back. Um, not what I meant. <laughs> I must say, it's episode four of the season. We're getting you to walk back your opinions already. Oh, I'm going to get torn to shreds on Twitter for that. Well, listen, so. you've made your bed. Just got to lay in it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously, <clears throat> we'll talk about the Portsmouth game in a bit more detail um, uh, shortly, but. Tom, would you throw a Tete straight in against Portsmouth? Yeah, I think uh, get him some game time. Um, you know, hopefully get his goal, get his confidence up. Um, or completely destroy it if we lose at home to Portsmouth. It could be either way. But no, I think he just needs a bit of game time. He's only just come in. Um, and I think if we get him firing, it could be pivotal to our season. So yeah, get him in as soon as we can. Ben, do you agree? No, I think because we're paying tribute to Cardiff City's greatest all-time midfielder in Marlon Pack, um, we've got to do an honorary tribute for him not playing any strikers and play six centre-backs oh yeah yeah and put Marlon Pack get Marlon Pack in on loan for this game to put him at centre-back well no you do like you know testimonials a player like if he goes against two sides he'll play a half for either side oh yeah 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 good idea actually see if we can do that yeah nice um, cool. alright Marlon Pack's back in great <laughs> um, I think everyone will be happy about that because he is such a fantastic all-action dynamic midfielder workhorse um, <clears throat> I think he made his home debut for Portsmouth yesterday and I think they drew so um, that's pretty much the perfect result for Marlon Pack, isn't that it? That is the most Marlon Pack result, yeah. <laughs> what, was the, what was the score, do you think? One all. It was nil-nil. Nil-nil against Lincoln. And Marlon Pack got a 7.1 rating on FOTMOB. So he obviously did something right. And by doing something right, he just didn't do anything wrong. Um, right. Uh, moving on to the Twitter questions. Uh, they've come around quite quick this week because there's not much to talk about. Um, first one's from Jamie Pryor. Uh, penalty took the sting out of us. Controlled about seventy-five minutes of the game, but we must start getting, um, must start getting at teams. Quicker passing and running at fullbacks, etc. We had the players to do it. Now, season will be full of ups and downs, like the last two results. <clears throat> Is a question for you, Ben. Adam Cameron. I'm going to call him Ad Cam. 
Do you think that Nelson is above McGuinness in the pecking order? For me, I think he was very poor and has been for a while. He has moments of inconsistency. However, I feel less so than Nelson. It, it, it seems like McGuinness has kind of dropped out of the reckoning a little bit, hasn't he? I think he had an injury over preseason, didn't he? I didn't get like the full preseason in, and they're going to ease him in slowly. Mm-hmm. I think long term, um, yeah. I don't want to slag Nelson out too much, but he wasn't good enough yesterday. Um, looked very poor. Ideally, yeah, McGuinness comes in. Um, someone's just a bit more confident in the ball and just doesn't flap as much. I think we need a bit more of a steady head in there at times, and that's what I think McGuinness offers more than Nelson. Uh, on that theme, <clears throat> Oliver Reese, I didn't think we'd miss NG as much as we did. I'm sorry, but Nelson just isn't championship level. Thought subs came on too late. Harris isn't the answer. P.S. I hope Tom had a nice holiday. Tom, did you have a nice holiday? Oh, I did. Thank you very much. Yeah. I forgot you'd been that's, on holiday. That's nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Oliver Reese. Um, but he's got a point about NG as well, hasn't he, Tom? NG's gone from being a, a bit, not a liability at fullback, but, you know, he had his moments last season where he didn't look great at fullback, as is, I did the whole team. But he's becoming, he's become a solid centre half so far in his positions there. Yeah, he still has a few of those moments, just less than Nelson. So, you know, we. we it's a lesser of two evils. Yeah, it feels that way, doesn't it? I think, yeah, on the Nelson one, it just. He was so good, like when he first came, just alongside Morrison. He was just, he was pretty solid. Like he ran out, he, he put blocks in. He was just, he was everything you wanted from a centre back. He was just dependable, and he's just, I don't know whether it's because he doesn't play that often anymore, but he seems a complete shadow of, of himself. So we, we desperately need NG in, and 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 all McGuinness because I've got no trust in Nelson now whatsoever. I think he looked better on the ball than he was because he was up again. He was playing alongside either Aidan Flint or Sean Morrison. Yeah, I yeah. Think that's the, the issue, isn't it? It's yeah. He looks good in the ball. He looks like a more modern centre back until you actually play alongside someone like Kipper, who can play on the ball a bit more. And you go, oh, maybe not. Hey. Yeah, I do feel sorry for Nelson because he was good in that that playoff season. He had his moments and he looked quite very solid centre half, but he's kind of gone backwards since then. Um, Chris Stephen, brilliant first 20 minutes, but we never reacted to change in Reading's tactics after that. Winter was nullified once Long started to mark him out the game and we couldn't handle their press. Patient needed as we are a side in transition. Terry Hansen, a conversation about Waters has to be had as he must be decent in training, but he bottles it in every game. And I think Morrison is refreshingly honest. I know you guys hated when he said Waters last time, but I wished he'd done it again. Um, I, I just don't think I, I didn't hate it when he said Waters that time. I just thought it was a very unfair way to hang him out to dry. I don't think it was undeserved. I think he should have just brought him off at half time and had the conversation in the dressing room rather than, than he did that with Isaac Davis and him as well. I always forget Isaac Davis exists. That's my brain working in two little tandems there. You, 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 you've got to come back. We've got him and Carwell to come back Ooh, in. Everything's going to be come fine. In, McGuinness. The bench is going to look gonna a lot fine. stronger. I thought the bench looked all right. The weird thing is, sort of, I felt with uh, a tete added to that bench, I thought the bench looked quite strong anyway. And we still didn't, just couldn't change the game. Um, yeah, because it was who came who came on yesterday. So Riles came on for Rinamotta, Harris came on for Waters, Atete came on. I can't remember for who. San came on and Filigine came on as well. I thought Filigine looked quite quite good when he got the ball, but we just it was too late in the game for him to change things. And the ball just didn't get to him enough. It's it was yeah. just a classic one. The midfield, I I think Sawyer's. I can't remember anything Sawyer's did all game. I thought he was very anonymous. Yeah, yeah. Which um, I was really excited about seeing him for the first time, and he didn't look well. Just didn't see enough of him. It's just the whole midfield. It's just one of those games. Um, like someone said, it's going to say in a minute, the second they stuck long on Wintel, it stops anything good coming from us. And if that's what it takes to stop us, then it could be a problem because Shane Long ain't exactly lightning fast anymore. Um, yeah, it's just one of those. To be fair to Morrison, though, he's, he was quite, for him, he was quite balanced in the press conference afterwards. He was quite fair with his assessment. He didn't dig anyone out. He just said, look, we weren't good enough. We didn't turn up. And the championships, the championships can be so even this year. This is what happens when you don't reach the levels you did against Norwich, and I think that's totally fair. Well, I was looking, I was looking at all the results that happened yesterday. Norwich drew with Wigan, Bristol lost at home to Sunderland, Burnley and Luton drew, Preston and Hull drew, QPR beat Middlesbrough, obviously Reading beat us, Sheffield United beat Millwall, Stoke beat Blackpool, Swansea got stuffed by Blackburn. Like the the, the results are all over the place. I know it's only game two, but. It's just going to be all over the place for the first 10, 15 games, I think, before any rhythm sets in. And it could yeah. be a really interesting championship in the in sense that you could see, because it's so open, you could see record lows for things like relegation and, and playoffs. Yeah, I think, be anyone. I think you're going to see 
like I think once again this year, the final for the first time in a while, final day is going to have so much going on it because mm. the league yeah. is so close. I don't think anyone will really. There's no one's going to pull away. I don't think. Uh, Gareth Dunning, great thirty, can see a clear identity and play decent in that period. Struggled after conceding, lost the battle midfield and couldn't get back into the rhythm. It's new, it's football, and it happens. Winterland rolls. Does that work? A Tete sound. Next game onwards. Um, could Winterland rolls work for you, Tom? I'm not sure to be honest with you. I think I don't think we'll see much of Rawls this season. I think he'll be in and out of the team quite a bit. Um, it'd be interesting to see how it develops, but I'm, I'm not sure if that is a good pairing or not. I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is top quality audio podcast in this. Well, this is pod racing. Um, it, it, I mean, it, it looked okay when they were both on the pitch yesterday, but obviously our midfield was completely overrun, so uh, it's really hard to judge. <laughs> that does that work, man? They look... <laughs> well, they no, looked I, okay I think, together. I think Rawls and Wintel complement each other. If you've got Rawls at his best and sort of playing at his peak, he's a really dynamic sort of box-to-box midfielder when you've got then Wintel sort of filling the old-school Aaron Gunnison role, isn't he breaking up the plays and building from the back? I don't... Th- I think... Yeah, I think it can work. I think it could be a nice little balance, those three, if you chuck in size as well, if he actually gets in the game. Do you it's think Rawls is box-to-box now? I, I feel like I haven't seen that side of him Rawls. for a while. Yeah, Rawls, sorry. I don't think he is box-to-box. I think Winter will be pure box-to-box and Rawls will be a bit of a sitting kind of quarterback-style role. Well, that's and the opposite of what Winter's been doing, though. Winter literally was the quarterback against Norwich and against Reading. Yeah, yeah, but I think if you play those three, sorry, is what I mean, is that Winter will have to revert to be box-to-box because I don't think Rawls can do it anymore and Soyuz is basically a 10 or wants to be a 10. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't agree with that to be honest, but it's, it's difficult can, to it's, see. It's a case of opinion, it's Ben, and I'll just mute you if you don't agree with me. So <laughs> shut up. <laughs> no, and I I know what you mean, but like from the conversations I've seen about Sawyer's, they want him to be almost that that kind of creative role. And I yeah. think if 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 you play roles and Winter, one of them has to revert into that role, and I just don't see it being roles because I think he's more of a he wants to get on the ball and pass it around. That's just the way I see it. It, it, it might not happen, but that's just the way I see it. Fair enough. Um, Brandon Arthur tactical switch of just throwing everyone up front at 2-1 down was a disaster positives from a Dowder and Kipre but not a lot else to shout about can't be starting Waters next week Sean Collins Waters will be dropped after these two games would be different if he showed something but Hadley hasn't had as much as I wanted him to so to grabs go to grabs between Harrison and New Kid it's coming we'll take time to gel and grinding out results Chris the Bluebird, no rhythm in the second half and felt horribly scrappy. Nelson showed just how naive he can be at the back. We proved today that we still can't supply the forward with an opportunity on the ground. Thought we found ourselves relying on too many set plays. God, it sounds like last year. Uh, Emmy Wynn Jones, nothing major. We were in the fight, but didn't create a lot in hindsight. Uh, Nelson, very indisciplined at times. Penalty was poor. Ideally, I think it's MG and Keeper at the back. So you know reason not to start Rolls and Winters. Waters, there must be a player in there. Um, Will fans needed humbling and hopefully some lessons learned. Romeo looked quite good. Um, I did need to be humbled, thank you. Uh, Alan Griffiths, he was still on the bus when he tweeted this. He wanted to be home with a kebab. Um, Tom, go to kebab order. Oh, I normally go for like a mixed meat and chips rather than the actual pitta because I think I think you're just much better value. Ben's nodding along. Is that the same for you? Oh, full on agree. And then I'm gonna go controversial. If, if you think the Harris shouts audacious, wait till you hear the sauce. Ketchup and barbecue. Oh, oh my God. Oh, that's it. That's it. Um, from next week, we're looking for a new third guest here on the podcast. <laughs> ben Price has just shit the bed with his kebab order. Um, to be honest, barbecue sauce, I, I kind of veer towards, but it's always char- garlic and chilli for me. Garlic and chilli, yeah. yeah. But I, I'm, I'm the outlier here. I like the pitta. I like a, like a, donna, a donna in a pitta. I go wrap ahead of pitta. Kebab wrap. Oh, kebab place by me does a banging donna kebab. Um, Edward Tobin a theme from last season inconsistency in levels performance week on week early days especially with a new squad practically but that's key in this league hopefully Morrison can find the balance quickly another point could do with Colwell's X-Factor back in the side Um, Ledley's left peg Uh, fortune favours the brave it was Denham time today but Nelson got the nod Steve will learn and then the eyes emoji that sounds vaguely threatening doesn't it Ben yeah that is very yeah, very, it's not vaguely threatening. That is just a threat, isn't it? That is just Steve will Steve learn. will learn, or he's going to swim with the fishes. Yeah. Oh god. Um, watch yourself, Steve. Um, Gonzo McKenzie. Still early days. Did seem a bit 
bit that Reading began to focus on winter, which led to our general flow becoming poor, which other teams would have noted. Plenty of learning points for SM and room to improve. As the saying goes, Grangetown wasn't built in a day. Uh, Pre-CCFC, not sure what happened. A weak Reading team and we lose after such a good start. This is the sort of game we should be winning, unlike last season when we're hoping for anything. Genuinely thought we'd put three or four past them today, but keep the faith. Same as all of us, frankly. Um, nameless, Quez, Colwell, Waters needs a new club. What happened to Nelson? And should I have kebab or curry and chips? Look like we responded with curry and chips, but only from Dorothy's. Um, Diff MJ, people are going to go absolutely batshit mental over it, but you're deluded if you don't think days like this were going to happen. Stuff to work on. Main concern is how we play when teams mark Wintle out the game. Matthew Perryman, year on year, we have some absolute idiots following us. It's embarrassing. Nothing changes there, does it, Tom? No, it feels like there's more. I don't know whether it's because I'm, I'm just getting older and more grouchy, <laughs> but but I, it does feel like there's a high percentage of idiots in our way end at the moment. Um, and there was one more tweet before we move on to the cup game. Daniel Morgan has come through with a question for us. Ben, I'll start with you oh, first. Oh, God. Would you rather get a raging boner every time Cardiff score or every time we concede you celebrate, celebrate like you've just scored a goal? I get a raging boner anyway, so I'll change it. Keep the boner. Keep the boner. Congratulations, Tom. Yeah. You're keeping um, the boner. Uh, yeah, another another vote for the boner there, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's going to be three boner votes here, so... <laughs> <laughs> that was quite funny. I that's, that's, the, that's the title of the podcast, three boner votes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Um, right, moving on. We've got a cup game on Tuesday. We'll pan back to add Cam. Overall thought, a poor performance, but what are your predictions for the Cup in midweek? And do you think we as fans should fancy a Cup run this season? Personally, Adcam fancies one. Tom, it's Portsmouth in the Cup. It's the rerun of the FA Cup final in 2008, except they have paid their dues because they, you know, broke a lot of FFP laws basically back then to win the FA Cup through Harry Redknapp's uh, Ill, Ill, ill-spent Ill, money, um, shall we say. Um, first question to answer Adcam, do you want a Cup run? Yes, always. I love a Cedric keep run almost. That's, oh, that's poor. Yeah. Um, Did you say it was uh, great? <laughs> yeah, I don't like Portsmouth, so it would really, really annoy me if they beat this, even if it is in in the cup. But I, I love a cup run, and I think it, I think it could have a huge impact, you know, on on a club as well. If if you get a positive cup run, you know, the, the stands just it feels like a more positive environment, and it, it's a good chance as well for like your squad players to get a run out and feel what it's like to win the game as well. So I'd love to see us have a cup run. Benjamin Price. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's just a good way to blood in some other players that we've had a lot of players come in. We've not seen all of them yet. So we need to give them competitive football and see how they do. And yeah, hopefully nice little run in the cup. And then by the time it gets to the quarterfinal, we can all pretend that we cared about this cup from the very start. Um, on that point, then um, new players. We've got a lot of new signings that still haven't got game time. We've got returning youth team players, all that kind of stuff. I've seen some talk that it'll basically be a whole new team. Um, do you want to see a whole new team or is there any players that you would kind of keep on to just to give them a bit more game time? Um, I think I'd take everyone out and sort of bring the players that haven't. You can, you literally can get a full start in 11. You've got Alnwick Go on goal. then, tell us what it is. All right, Alnwick in goal. Good, new uh, player. You've got uh, Vontae Campbell and Bagan. New player. Backs. New player. McGuinness, Oliver Denham, centre backs. New players. Then we've got midfield. You've got oh, Sam, struggling. Eli King. Oh, fucking Abu Adam injured spoils it. Well, you could put Joey Rolls in there because he hasn't, you know, he's yeah, come off the bench Rolls a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, I think I definitely start Rolls. Then you can start with Etete or um, Mark Harris. And then you can on the wings then give Ollie Tanner a good run out because it'd be interesting to see how he does in the cup. Yeah. And then it's, um, yeah. Go for either Falonge or um, Gavin White. Who? Falonge, is it? I thought it was Philogene. I thought it was spelled F-P-H-I-L-O-G-E-N-E. Yeah, I could I be wrong, though. I don't know. Uh, saw Gavin White stood outside the Medeski yesterday. Um, he looked a bit lost. Um, and I think that's a uh, probably a theme for the season. Um, What's your problem with Gavin White? Nothing really. I like Gavin White. I wish we gave him more of a chance, frankly. Um, <laughs> it doesn't sound very like harsh. <laughs> um, Tom, we want the cup run. We'd like to beat Portsmouth, but if we lose, does it really matter? Uh, no. I, um, 
<laughs> I'll choose, you know, when we lose this game 1-0 with a Marlon Pack header, we'll be coming on this podcast next time. They go, well, it doesn't matter, does it? Anyway. I, I convinced myself I don't care if we lose, but I do care. I like, I, like I, I hate losing games and I, I just love cup runs. Like our best, like me, most of our best memories with Cardiff would be because of yeah. cup runs and stuff. So like, I, I just love, love the cup. I, and I will be and like far too frustrated if we lose this game. It will bother me more than some league games, to be honest, if we lose this. Because it's just, it's just such a waste. You know, it's like you're playing lower, you know, you're at home against a lower league, you know, opponent. We should be winning those games. I don't mind right. like we've already lost this game. I, I got <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really, yeah, you're I'm very defeatist. Angry then. Yeah. Very defeatist, Tom. Um, when did we play them at Ninian Park? I swear we played them at Ninian Park in one of the cup games and the guy with the bell got chucked out for being a bell. Uh, there's some horrific things about him coming up on Twitter at the moment. It sounds right. like he needs help. Well, let's yeah, let's let's avoid any conjecture on that front. And if the man needs help, the man needs help, but let's not go into the details because it's it doesn't sound fun. No, 2004, 2005 we played him and they beat us 2-0. Okay. So <laughs> predictions, Ben? Um 2-1. Marlon Pack open the score and then Oli Tanner gets two shots on the halfway line that go top bins. Lovely, good prediction. And he spends the whole game running with closed fists. Tom? I was going to say 2-1 as well. I, I think oh. we'll win 2-1. All right. Well, I agree with Ben say... a lot recently. It's a like bad it. place to be. Yeah. Two against one. <laughs> I, have to, I have to disagree by default because otherwise it becomes like a just us congratulating ourselves on our great opinions. Um, so I'm going to go Cardiff. We're going to win 2-0. Nice. And I think Atete's going to get a debut goal and I think Joe Riles is going to score a penalty. Moving swiftly on to the next league game, uh, it's our friends in Birmingham, Tom. Do you like Birmingham? No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the place or the city? I actually like the city. Do I you don't like it like... uh, in parts. But... Um... <laughs> Uh, I just don't like the football. I, I don't think I like. It. I'm in a really bad mood today. I've realised it's been really negative, but I don't I just dislike Birmingham. Every time I've gone to their ground, it's a shit hole. It's been bad games of football I've seen there as well. It, it just it brings out the worst in us sometimes. Birmingham as a fixture, so yeah, I I, I do dislike them. Um, Ben, what are your thoughts on Birmingham as a, as a place, as a club, as a idea, as a theory? Uh, as a theory, um. Not the, the Birmingham theory. This was it, yeah. Um, no, I like I like Birmingham. I think the aquarium really, really good. Uh, really good. enjoyed my day out there when I went there. Next to it, there was a pub with a really good pie. I remember that. Um, other than that, the fans, the the club, everything about it else can get in the bin. Good. Um, yeah, really not a fan. Glad we're setting our stall out early. Um, they have started the season quite well. I think they have won one and drawn one. They beat Huddersfield on Friday 2-1. Um, Tom, they seem to be doing a reverse Cardiff because Bakuna seems to be playing quite well for them. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird tangent. <laughs> <laughs> the less yeah. evil Bakuna. Yeah, they, they looked all right, to be fair. I, I think, obviously, Huddersfield are going to be right down the bottom right. this year. They're going to be struggling. But yeah, it might, like you've written in the notes, it could be a tougher game than we first expected. You know, um, we're probably going to be in a similar position to them in the league table. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a big game, really. It's, it's one that, well, we've got, we've got to be winning, really. I think, like, you look at the first two games, I think we expected three points in the first two games and they've come in the game yeah. we don't expect. But this is a game that we expect to win. We should be winning these games because we could be, you know, dragged into a bit of a dogfight towards the bottom if we start losing to the likes of Birmingham and Reddit on a consistent basis. So, yes, yeah, a big game. Um, ben, uh, we've talked about team changes and all that kind of good stuff. Um, what are the changes you're making for this game? Obviously, Tuesday could have a bearing on things. We could see something from Tanner or um, the Aston Villa winger that we, we haven't seen before. But, you know, on, what, what does your heart say now about the changes you want to make? NG comes back in from suspension, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. um, I think we just... Our system works so much better when he's... From the one game we've seen of it, but... It feels like he's more designed to that system than Nelson is. So, yeah, him and then um, as long as Atete comes through unscathed against Portsmouth, I think he stays in the side and he sort of give him a good run and sort of see how he goes. Um, Just yeah. to replace Rinomota as well if he's injured? Yeah, Rinomota for Rolls probably wouldn't surprise me if that happens. Um, other than that, I wouldn't make too many changes. Sort of, We need to find a rhythm. The fullbacks seem very competent. That's, they seem like they pick themselves at the moment. 
Um, Kipre, keeper as well. Allsop seems to pick himself. So, yeah, it's just those two changes. Tom, any other changes? Any, any no. curveballs you want to throw in? No, I think that's bang on, to be honest. Um, again, agreeing with Ben. Um, I think, yeah, it makes sense. I think, like, Gatete coming in, just add that little bit of quality up top. And, yeah, an NG coming in. I think it's a no-brainer, really. And, like, yeah, consistency is key. Like, we did look good in that first game. Um, like, I, I think we need a bit of consistency with the team so they can get that Reading game out of their systems as well. Because, yeah. you know, it is just, it's a one-off game. We didn't turn up. We didn't deserve anything from it. So I don't think we need to be panic stations and chopping and changing everything. I think we just need to give them another chance to, you know, get going again. All right, well, I have to be controversial and say something different than to you guys. So, Oli Tanner at centre-half, why not? Fuck it. Let's just do some changes. <laughs> uh, it's funny our opinions change. I'm just looking at our opinions change in two games, though. Like, Birmingham have a decent start, and suddenly we're thinking, oh, yeah, they're going to be in around where we are, no matter where we are in the season. And um, all three of us had them to go down. Yeah, and I had to say, so that's, yeah. Yeah. I think, but I think, I think you know, the, the summer for Birmingham didn't look great, right? And I think it was more because of obviously the stuff that's going on off the pitch. They had ownership issues. They they had issues with their ground. They have, you know, lost a few players. They lost their manager, Boya, in, in a kind of fit of um, a fit of rage. And it just didn't look like the team was gelling together. But they were really good on Friday night. And they, you know, I know Huddersfield aren't great, but Birmingham put in a good performance. So Yeah, it's strange how just opinions change over like two games in. Well, listen, yeah. next week they'll change again. When when they beat us, all of a sudden we'll be talking about them for the championship. But um can't complain too much like I said, playoff contenders like Birmingham. <laughs> well, exactly. I just think the league is so open this year that, you know, I was just looking at the table now and there's so many teams who have won one game. There's only one team that have won two games. Usually at this part of the season, you know, the, the favourites are unbeaten in two or three games. Or, you know, they've won both their opening games. All of a sudden, we've got one team on six points. Then you've got four teams on four points. And then about 10 on three points. So it's already kind of, you know, two games in. I know it's not really an indicator, but it's already tightening up in the middle of the table. So um, I, I think there'll, there'll be four or five games before the actual kind of state of the league is, is, is more clear. But I just think it's a really open league at the moment. Yeah, it's like in the Reading game, I went from thinking, fuck, we might go up automatic here to, oh my God, we might go down. Yeah. And I think, I think it's going to be like that all season where I, I just can't work out if we're actually good or not at the moment because, like you said, it's just so open. You know, I was speaking to one of my mates who's a Swansea fan and in, in, in the space of a couple of weeks, he's gone from, we're going to be in and around the playoffs to going, oh my God, we're awful. Mate, and I they, think they've gone full Martin out on Twitter two yeah. games in it's wild yeah it's, you see, it's, um, I think we'll see a lot of that from a lot of clubs this year and I think we'd see a lot of fan bases split as well like our fan base there's going to be a moment where there's going to be a lot of Morrison out brigade and there's going to be people with the Believe in Steve stuff going so I think is that be, the, the official campaign though? I think, we yeah. believe we believe in Steve I think, I, I think it's going to be an absolute mad season Um, did you see and I you know I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much crap about Swansea because I think obviously they're they'll probably still beat us twice this season in the derbies, whatever. But um, did you see the Blackburn Rovers uh, Twitter and TikToks yesterday oh, about? Um, obviously, they, that Russell Martin gives that speech where he talks about you move as a unit. You know, they're not going to run at them. They're not going to be able to run by a certain point and all this kind of stuff. And on their TikTok, they've taken their goals and Russell Martin's speech and kind of interlaid them over each other. And it's just like. <laughs> I like. I think there's a lot of football clubs doing some interesting stuff on TikTok, but that's like you know. Obviously, I didn't expect that Swansea thing to come back and bite them in the ass so quickly, but um, they got absolutely spanked yesterday. Um, and I think Blackburn showed why they could be dark horses this season. I think they're then, really low in the league. I can't remember. You had them twelfth. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. I did. I think I put them in the playoffs in my playoffs. Yeah, yeah, because they got a lovely Chilean striker with lovely hair. <laughs> um. God, it got weird, isn't it, some parts of this podcast? Um, that's what happens when you're hungover. Um, let's talk about Birmingham. Um, ben? Ooh, let me try and think what questions I can ask you. Um, in which minute is the first foul? Third. Third minute. Uh, Tom, in which minute is the first back pass to Alsop? First minute. First minute. Okay, good. And what's the score going to be, Ben? Uh, two all. And what's the score going to be, Tom? One nil to us. And I'm going to go two one to Cardiff. Um, Ben, who's going to score the Birmingham goal? I don't even know who they've got. Bakuna, <laughs> just say Bakuna. No, I can't say Bakuna. I know it's the other Bakuna, but even still, 
He still hasn't found Mourinho. a club. He still hasn't found a club yet, has he? No, he hasn't. Um, I think he's one of the only players because obviously Pack and Flint have landed in other places. But Tom, oh, who's going to score? Troy, Troy Deeney's definitely going to score, isn't he? Oh, Troy Deeney, I forgot about him. And then Chris Woods because he's ginger and a former Jack. Or Dion um, Sanderson, that would be. I forgot about Dion Sanderson. Lovely boy. Or well, Eftridge will finally discover he can kick a ball and score from his own goal. Yeah, but with which foot? That's the question. That's the impossible question with Neil Etheridge. Which foot is he kicking with today? <laughs> um, Tom, anything else you want to throw into the hat before I kind of descend further into madness? No, I think it'd be yeah, one nil win and I think a tattoo score. So there we go. Very good. Very good. Right. And that's about it from this week's View from the Ninian. If you like what we do, you can go to our Twitter page, twitter.com forward slash the FT Ninian. You can find all our nonsense there. If you like what we do and you want to give us some money because we don't really get paid for this, it's kofi, kofi.com forward slash the FT Ninian. Thank you to all um, who have donated some money this week. It helps with things like running costs and licenses. Ben, it's eight o'clock on a Sunday. Are you doing anything nice for the rest of the evening? We've got a floor person coming to lay new floor in our living room tomorrow. So I've got to Tonight? Take every- oh, tomorrow. So we've got to take everything out of the living room now. So I've got to pull the sofa apart and work out. I'm going to put that into my kitchen. God, that is a shit Sunday task, Ben. I'm not going to lie. I spent all day painting. Oh, mate. Um, get yourself a nice kebab with some ketchup and barbecue sauce on it. I know. I've had a hot pork roll, mate. Unbelievable. Oh. Tom, any hot pork rolls in your future? Uh, no, I've just had a Nando's just before this. Uh, and What's like Nando's just- order? Or changes, to be honest. But um, double chicken wrap, uh, medium with halloumi in it. Um, I go chips and mash, uh, double tatoes. Double carb, yeah. I feel like we've had this conversation on the pod before. I think we have, yeah. As soon as I said double double potatoes, I've done this before. But yeah, yeah, and I always get four four thighs on the side as well. Because nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Well, no Nando's for me, but I do have some uh, chicken tikka chicken from Aldi. Um, so that'll be a treat for me this evening. Um, thanks for joining me once again, boys. Um, hopefully we'll be back next week where we've got three points and a cup running in the back. See you later. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty, but they like to talk about Cardiff City. It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny and not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny. And...